Welcome back to the podcast that never seems to want to die. This is the babblings of a fairly uncontrolled mind for, well, for Thursday. First of all, a quick explanation for those of you that might have gone, hey, where's Tuesday? We didn't see anything pop up. Well, that's because I didn't record one on Tuesday. I had to make a trip um, out of town to pick up the boy toy from his vacation with his parents. And his plane landed Tuesday night. And I could have, I suppose, recorded it earlier and posted it and did all that. But, hey, I didn't. Hey, this is free entertainment. Sue me if you don't like it. Um, so there you go. There's my brief explanation of why there was no Tuesday podcast. In order to make up for the lack of judgment of making a podcast earlier or doing something to appease the masses of people that listen for, I endeavored today to record an even more in-depth, interesting, and possibly nerve-shattering tirade, I mean, I mean podcast. So, with no further ado or don'ts, How's everybody doing out there today? It is Thursday. This is the podcast for the day. I am the mind that is controlling your head for the next, oh, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, maybe longer. haven't decided yet. It is Thursday evening, a little earlier than I usually record. I usually record, I usually record late into the night. If you notice at all when I post up my podcasts, You'll see that it's usually late in the evening. That's only because I'm lazy and I wait until I come up to the palatial bedroom slash recording studio number one to uh, do it. Today, I figured I might as well get it out of the way so I can enjoy friends and family that are here and really nice looking sunset coming in through the western windows of my studio, which is good. They're predicting rain tomorrow night into Saturday. Just had to possibly postpone or even cancel a family excursion we were going to do Saturday night. Um, Doing what's called a midnight flea market. If you've ever been to one, it's a lot of fun. It's a flea market in the dark at night. Yeah, sure. They got lights and everything. You're not just like wandering around bumping into tables. But it's, it's a lot of fun. We usually enjoy it. Well, money being what it is and what I just had to do today probably will cancel that. Um, moving forward on to today's schedule, I was really not anticipating doing much of anything today. It was just going to kind of be a, hey, let's just kick back and relax. Starting next week, I'm going to start studying for my new job. So I don't come off as a complete idiot when I do start it. When my middle child and the boy toy came up to me and said, Hey, um, the grass needs cutting, but there's no gas for the mower. And my new cell phone that the oldest had bought, I bought it for her. And she, like within two weeks of having it, dropped it and shattered the screen. 
And we were going to get it fixed, but then the boy toy came forward and said, well, why don't I just put her on my plan? I think I have an upgrade coming up anyway. So he did, and they got really nice phones. That kid's credit is exactly the opposite of mine. It's great. Um, he could have had a bunch of phones on his on his plan if he wanted to, as many as he wanted, pretty much. He's a good kid. So he put her on that on his plan with her, which left me the broken phone. Flash forward a couple of weeks later, my middle child starts complaining about her phone, which is the same version phone that I use that I'm recording on right now. And she can't get things to stay in her phone. Her memory keeps crashing. She's having all sorts of problems. So eventually we get around to the point of Fixing the oldest's phone, which is a decent, better phone, and then giving it to the middle so she could ha update her phone and have her life back. You know, everybody's life is in their phones now, right? Well, we took it to a local place that supposedly fixed phones, and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll have to order the screen, and um, then we'll install it. And the price was reasonable. It was like half the price of buying a new phone. So I was like, okay, great. Well, then the waiting game began. One month, hadn't heard anything. Stopped in after about five weeks to ask them what was going on. They're like, oh, well, we're still waiting for the screen to come in. As soon as it comes in, we'll fix it and we'll give you a call. All right. I don't have a lot of faith in this right now, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Four more weeks later, still haven't heard nothing. Now I'm like, we really need to just go get the phone. But I'm a procrastinator at heart. So we let it sit there. We waited. It was almost three months. And finally, middle child's like, hey, dad, my da my phone's really dying. I really need to switch into that other phone. We really need to get it back. So I stop in at the place. And the owner gives me this whole sob story about an employee that he used to have here that mixed everything up and took everything out of its boxes and he can't identify all the parts he has anymore. Blah, 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 blah. He goes in the back. He thinks he finds the right screen, pulls it up on the internet, looking at the picture on the internet versus the screen in his hand. It looked like a match to me, but he said, no, this, this isn't the right one. So at this point I'm like, okay, forget it. Took the phone, even took the paperwork and left. I'm like, okay, we'll have to try to get it fixed somewhere else. Flash forward to yesterday, maybe Tuesday, when my buddy here in town came over and he said, hey, did you see what happened at the vape and cell phone place? Yeah, they, they sell vape pens and vape liquid and fix cell phones, right? Should have known better, right? I'm like, no, what happened to them? Oh, they got closed down. Really? He shows me a green tag that's posted on the front door. It appears that they did not pay their state income tax because it looks like the Department of Revenue for the state shut them down. They are closed. They are gone. They posted up on their on their website that, oh, it's a temporary thing and as soon as we can we'll get it get ourselves open again and you know, look for that. And I'm like, well, good thing I got the phone before it got locked up inside the shop. Timing is everything, isn't it? Flash forward to today, 
my middle one's like, oh, there's a place in town, another place in town we can get my phone worked on. Can we go? Yeah, we can go. So go get the gas for the mower. Had to stop at the pharmacy to pick up her medication for her next round of tests. And then we go to the place that fixes cell phones here in town to find a note on the front of the door saying they don't fix cell phones anymore because the technician that they used to have that fixed cell phones has retired. And then a second note underneath it saying, go to this place. They they do good work and uh, they fix cell phones. Well, this place that they're talking of is about 30 miles away in another state. I live close to the state border, so that's not like a big deal. I've told you before. So then I'm like, well, you guys want to take a ride? So we drove up there and dropped off the phone, dropped off the phone at one place. And they're like, oh, no, no. Um, we don't do that kind of service work. You need to go to the other place. Somehow the store has like two locations at the same time, both the same name. It's kind of weird. So we go to the other location. And sure enough, the technician comes out and he's like, oh, yeah, I can fix this. I don't know if I can have it fixed by 6 o'clock tonight, but I can definitely have it fixed by tomorrow. Wow. Cool. So he takes on all the information. We make a phone call to the oldest to make sure that there's no password involved on the, fo- the phone. And he's like, oh, and then there wasn't. So, oh, okay. Well, you know, I'll give you a call tomorrow when I have it done. And I just kind of ask him, it's like, well, how much do you think it's going to be? And he tells me it's going to be like $130. The phone, when I bought it for the oldest, was only about $150. So now I'm basically buying a second phone to fix the one phone and give it to the middle child so they can have a decent phone. And and I'm on $130 for it. I, I sat in the parking lot and debated. It's like, should I just buy a new phone and order it and have it come in a couple days or what. And it just like, you know what, just let it happen, fix it, get it done with. But you now, right now is not the greatest time in the world cash wise. I'm not working yet. Still getting something for unemployment, but so we will get the phone back tomorrow. The middle child will be happy with that. I will probably cancel the family outing to the midnight flea market because now it's like, oh, that's money that we could have spent there rather than on the cell phone. And to be really fair and honest to my middle child, she brought it up to the oldest and to, you know, saying, hey, you know, because of this, we'll probably not go to the midnight flea market. And my oldest is like, oh, that stinks, but I understand. There's another one coming up around Halloween they're more interested in anyhow. And I haven't told them this yet, but the one Halloween flea market is actually closer, so it's a lot easier to get to. So I made out that way. Of course, when they listen to this podcast, which my middle child has listened to a few of them, yes, yes, I got a better deal that way. Thank you. Thank you very much. Let me know when dinner's ready. She's cooking right now. My kids are great. They really are. So, get back get back to the palatial radio ranch, and here we are. 
we're recording a podcast. That was today. On to other news. This whole thing in Afghanistan. I told you before, I would not get political and I would not do religious things. Afghanistan is both. Afghanistan is a crisis. Afghanistan is a horrible misjustice and twist of humanity that shouldn't have happened. But any third grader with enough thought behind it could have figured out that as soon as the troops were removed, the U.S. troops were removed from the country, that this thing would turn into a vacuum. And it did. And everybody's like, oh, I can't understand how it happened so fast. And I can't understand why they went ahead and did it. Well, this plan was already in place. And they went ahead and filled the plan as they were expected to. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the thousands and thousands of people on the ground that are now screaming at the Kabul airport to get out. Just to leave that country because they know what kind of show the Taliban is going to make. Oh, sure, right now they're like all like, oh, no, 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 we're the, we're the nicer, better Taliban. We're, 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 we're going to, you know, help people transition into a new Sharia government. And we're not just going to stone you on the streets. Well, let's see how long that lasts. Um, I don't expect it to last very long. It's going to be a show of... Cough button. It's going to be a show. A defecation show. The defecation has firmly struck the rotary oscillator over there. If you don't know what that means, look it up. You'll figure it out. You're smart people. And then, right before I came up here to record this podcast, I read an interesting article. Did you know that Afghanistan, the country of is sitting on one of the world's largest reserves of lithium, just needs to be mined up. Lithium, the main component of all your rechargeable batteries and all these big uh, batteries that run your electric cars and your electric, you know, battery backups and, you know, the linchpin to a green energy economy is sitting in Afghanistan right now being babysat by not such savory people, let's say. So my challenge is this. How long before the businesses that are really building these new energy systems, this new green energy for the economies? Oh, stand by. Sorry, had some background noise I had to take care of. (laughs) My middle daughter was yelling up to my son, telling him to feed the cats because dinner's ready. So that means I'll have to keep this short. So Afghanistan's sitting on the largest lithium reserves in the world. How soon before these green economy people are asking their governments for help with negotiating with the new leadership in Afghanistan? So they can go in there and retrieve 
all this lithium out of the out of the mountains, out of the grounds in Afghanistan. I posed this question up to my my friend that lives here in town and my middle daughter, and they both kind of came up with the same answer. It'll be about a year. About a year before you see world governments clamoring to get back into Afghanistan so they can get to those lithium reserves. We'll wait and see how this happens. We'll see if that washes out, if it's true or not. I think it might be, which is a shame because that just means more war, more waste, more destruction, more loss of life. And nobody, nobody wants that. I don't care who you are, unless you're just making back, you know, greenbacks off the backs of the people that you're sending in there. In which case, you're probably not a friend of mine anyway. I'm not a rich man. I'm actually quite poor. But I have friends and I got family. And that makes me richer than most. At least I don't have to worry about waking up tomorrow to find somebody saying I have to, you know, here's new laws I have to follow. Here's what I have to do now. Here's what my children have to do now. Let's hope not, at least, right? In other words, be nice to each other. Don't take anyone for granted. In the immortal words of Bill and Ted, be be excellent to one another and party on dudes.